everyone. Welcome back to the Latitude Podcast. My name is Lamont and I am your host. On each episode, we aim to bring you interesting people leading cool things connected to South Africa. This in an effort to learn, to expose areas of potential opportunity, or simply to highlight things we can be proud of. Today, I speak to Richard McMartin. Richard is the co-founder of the Torpedo Swim Run event, a super cool adventure sporting event that takes full advantage of the beautiful coastline we have here in Cape Town. I urge you to enter one of their events. Next up in Cape Town, there is a series of events in November. I've done it and it's a, it's a phenomenal experience and surprisingly accessible for, for your average sports enthusiast. Anyway, Richard has been in the adventure sports industry in SA for some time, having served 10 years as the Ops Director of the Cape Epic Cycle event before founding Torpedo Swim Run. It was great to have my eyes opened to the business end of this industry, one that is very important for South Africa as it turns out. We have excellent opportunities to host adventure sports events in SA. Our landscape, climate and infrastructure set us up very nicely. Indeed, many of our events attract the best from abroad, giving local athletes a chance to test themselves, but also giving Brand SA an international audience, which is great. It's something to focus on, I think. Globally, the adventure tourism industry has grown at 21% a year since 2012. That's massive. It's now almost a $700 billion industry. Anyway, Richard is cool. He's a gentle, positive guy. He loves what he does, and... He's made it his work. It's really cool. I enjoyed chatting to him and exploring this topic. I hope you do as well. And now I bring you Richard McMartin. Richard McMartin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you. We've just done something which I guess we can describe for the listeners a bit later, but uh, we've just done the Latitude Loop, which is kind of this run um, that we do from the Latitude Apart Hotel in Bantry Bay up into the base of Lion's Head and then back down to the cold water of the Atlantic Ocean in one of the, the tidal pools there to do a cold water immersion. Um, hell of a lot of fun. Thank and, you for that experience. And this morning it was more exciting than it's supposed to be. There's um, The Cape of Storms is is in play this morning and the big, big waves coming over the tidal pool so it was a an adrenaline-filled cold immersion, which felt like we were kids again playing in the sea. It was lovely. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. A nice bunch of people that did it as well. Uh, so it's a cool kind of lead into the podcast we're going to do together. Um, Rich, you've had a, I mean, you're in the, what I termed the alternate sports industry in South Africa as a, one of the co-founders of the Torpedo Swim Run. But maybe just to get us get us started, uh, why don't you talk us through your own professional journey? What led you to get into this space? <clears throat> After school, I went to University of Cape Town, studied BCom honors in, in economics, I suppose, on the t- traditional course. Um, in life, I went across to London, as a lot of South Africans do, and I worked in London for a year in in finance. But sport had always been a huge part of my life and I had been a, a paddler, a canoeist from a, from a young age and, and, it, and it was always surrounded by sport and intrigued by sport and, and inspired by sport. But at, at that point, 
it had never crossed my mind that I was gonna uh, that I was gonna pivot and, and end up actually working in that in that industry. Anyway, I came back from came back from London, came back to South Africa, and it was just a, a chance meeting with Kevin Vermark um, via my cousin. And Kevin had, had started, I think in his words in those days, he started a small mountain bike race. And um, do I want to come in and, and help out? It was very, you know, I, I don't think I'd heard of it at, at, at that point. And it was just to to help. It was a couple of months before the 2005 Cape Epic. Mm. And I was there just to, to help out for a couple of weeks. And it led me on this on this incredible journey that a, a, a decade later, I was still there. And it was, you know, I'm very thankful looking back. It's amazing in life you have those those chance encounters. But it, it, it yeah, it pivoted me onto this um, this career path that I've I've loved and I've I've got so much joy out of doing. And that's I suppose why we're sitting out today and you know to talk about torpedo and and talk about that that experience. Yeah. I mean, super cool. I have been getting into kind of adventure sports ever since I moved down to Cape Town. Also about like 10 years ago, so I've been doing it ever since then. Um, I used to do half marathons and, you know, your typical road races and those those well-established events. And I'm quite keen to just to explore if we talk about uh, things like the Cape Epic and Torpedo Swim Run, Sani to Sea, those kinds of sort of more adventure-related sports, what are the drivers of growth in that industry? How does it, how has it looked over the last – I mean, you've been in there now since basically the beginning of it or when it was really kicking off. What are the trends in that space? And if you look at it from an industry perspective, how's it doing? You know – it really boils down to the experience of the race. And traditionally, a sports event, you know, it is often a 5K or 10K or a half marathon, marathon on an on a, on a asphalt, on a tar road. It was you versus, versus a stopwatch, you versus your competitors. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, these alternate sports ha- have really pivoted from that to an, an, a whole experience and it encompasses not only the, the, the sporting experience, but it's also, there's also so many other elements to it. It's, it's you versus uh, the nature, mm-hmm. it's you competing in the nature, it's you not only you know, racing your competitors, but it's racing against the nation, the, the, you know, racing through nature and surviving that. That's, that's a, big, a big part of it. And then also, in, in, in 2005, when I joined the Cape Epic, up until that point, uh, a, a race – it, it, it was quite a change in, in sports event then. From Sports events weren't organized or weren't seen and seen often that they shouldn't be organized very professionally. They were organized as, as hobbies or by clubs or by rotaries. And that changed a lot in the, in the early 2000s where – I'll never forget when I joined the Cape Epic, a lot of my, my friends and family would say to me, so you organize one race in the year. What, what, what do you do for the rest of the year? And I'd say, well, no, I work on the Cape Epic the whole year round. And that would always fascinate them and, uh, and interest interesting, them. Yeah. And then I said, well, it's not only, it's not only me. There, there's a whole team of us. At that point, there were three, four of us working on it the whole year round. Yeah. 
and a, a decade later there were there were over 20 of us and now you know that number's even increased from there yeah but it's 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 taken an ev- it's taken eventing to uh, to include all from an organizer's point of view all the things that you would have in in a regular business you know there will be there will be the marketing team the accounts the operations finance sponsorships there's so many angles to organize it it's come a long way from just where there'll be some bunting tape at the finish line and and a stopwatch it's you know it now encompasses this 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 real full experience that's amazing to me so you can have an a, have an event which is a single event in the year just time period where actually the competitors are there competing but it's a full-time business for those that run it the rest of the year and i just got like double click a little a little deeper there like how does how do the revenue dynamics of it work like talk us through that you've got people i guess paying to do the event what makes an event like that great what makes it sustainable how does it sustain that many salaries full-time jobs for a year so sports events, well, I suppose maybe not unlike normal businesses, but they, they're generally terrible businesses until they start working. Yes. And then when they start working, the the business model is that you receive your entry, you know, it's a great business model, you receive your entry fees. If you've got a if you've got a race that sells out, you receive your entry fees almost a year in advance. And and then you've got that year to plan the race. You know exactly how many competitors are coming and then you deliver the race a year later, which is, you know, in, in, in business, that's a, a, that's, that's a dream scenario in, yes. terms of, in terms of cash flow. The flip side of that is until you've reached that status, until you've got that sold out or the, that critical mass of people that you, you have to draw that line in the sand and that you are having your event on the certain date and if only one person enters, you still need to deliver that whole yeah. thing. So there is, there's a lot of conviction you need as a business to say that, right, this is what this is what we're going to plan, and this is what we're going to deliver, and then you put it out there. Yes. And and you you hope that you know that you've built enough of a brand that that people are then going to going to come and enter your race. So what is that? What makes a race great. What are the components of a of a great brand for a for an alternate event like the Cape Epic, like the Torpedo Swim Run? I th- it's it's an event that delivers an experience that you won't normally get. Yes. So, you know, this morning we went and we we did something amazing. We ran on the mountain. We swam in the Atlantic Ocean. It mm. was it was fantastic. But there's elements that you can't get from doing that, and just picking a couple of races as an example, the Comrades Marathon, you know, to run from Maritzburg to Durban or, or Durban to Maritzburg with tens of thousands of other people, it's it's just an experience of camaraderie mm. that that you can't get when you when you going to gym or taking a run before or after work. Yes. And all events that are very successful have that element of it's an experience that you can't get in your normal day-to-day life. And and there's there's not one answer to that of what that experience is. It could be, you know, with the, with the Cape Epic, it could be that you're testing yourself against the best mountain bikers in the world. With the, with the Otter, it's that you are running a race that is normally 
highly restricted and there's only, you know, you can only do the, do the, the four day mm. hike normally on that track. And with Torpedo, what, you know, what, what, what we see as our selling point is that you are, you, you're running and you're swimming in the ocean across Cape Town's most famous beaches. And that's, that's something you would generally never do. You would never swim across those beaches and out to sea without the safety personnel there, without the lifeguards, without mm. people telling you where to go. It's, although it's in the heart of the city, it's just such a, an unconventional thing. It's, it's something that you would never do if you're not doing, doing the torpedo. Yeah, totally. So I've done the torpedo swim run, the one you do here in the Western Cape. I did it a few years ago. And I, I live here. And as you know, I do trail running and I occasionally do the odd wild, uh, wild swim in the ocean or open water swim in the ocean. Not as much of that as I'd like to do. I remember reflecting a few times, both in the training and during that event, when I'm sort of out at sea there, running a trail I've never run before, um, and down swimming out in the ocean, and then looking back and seeing seeing the view of Cape Town, this iconic, magnificent place, which I run all over these mountains and stuff all the time, but just that ability to turn around in the water and look back at this sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a skyline, but the, the, the cityscape and the mountainscape of Cape Town from that vantage point was something I would never have been able to do unless I'd done the race um, and do it with my close buddy out there. It's wild. You could be, <laughs> you know, you're worried about sharks and the water's cold, and but there's a sense of camaraderie and you're looking back. And I just had a couple of moments where I was like, wow, okay, this is special. I'm looking back at this, aesthetic beauty from a vantage point that I could never really access were it for, not for this event. And I, yeah, I will certainly do it again and maybe this year. Um, but that for me is the thing that'll draw me back. Like it's, and I guess for everyone, there's probably some sort of special thing about these kinds of events that, you know, that's the thing that draws you back in. You touched on an interesting, an interesting point there. And that's, it's, it's that team element. It's, it's experiencing that with a partner. It would be something very cool to do by yourself, but to share that experience with someone, and you see it, you see it on their faces, mm. on the route, and you see it on their faces when they cross the finish line. Mm. It's just, it's this, you know, they, they've got their arms around each other, they're hugging, they've got these wild eyes. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of that, that cold water and the endorphins and the adrenaline you get from that, and just this you know that you're doing something special and something out of the ordinary and you're doing it with someone. And, and that's, for me, that's why I organize it. That's what I love about the race. Yes. People come from other traditional sports where you're kind of doing one thing. You're a runner um, uh, or you're a swimmer or you're a biker. Uh, and then you come and you do this where, like the swim run, for instance, you actually can't, if you're obsessed with your running and you want to be really good at it, uh, and that's what you want to do well at. Swim run isn't for you because you've got to run in your <laughs> in your wet shoes and your wetsuit. So it's not going to be your best running performance you ever do. And the same on the swimming side. But there's something about the fact that you're doing it as a team and you can do both of those things. The, the adventure part of it then becomes the more important thing. It becomes akin, the thing that kind of draws you in. I remember thinking that while I was doing the run. I was like, ah, oh, I wish I could just do my fastest run here. But very quickly it became more about 
just enjoying the experience. Very cool that it's a team thing. If I just reflect <laughs> my partner that I convinced to do it with me, who ended up loving it. We were in the cold water training in Clifton one morning, and it was probably too cold. And uh, and he's a surfer, and he, he spends a lot of time in the water, so you can imagine how cold it it must have been. <laughs> and he looks up at me, and he goes, you know, he takes the Lord's name in vain, and then says, "Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this?" And he's looking at me. I was like, "Okay, I was like, okay let's let's get out <laughs> because uh, <laughs> we're pushing you a bit far here." But then. When we did the race together and we finished it, we both felt like it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I think people listening to this might be, you know, it's, it's not that adventurous that you you have to be a crazy wild sportsman to do it. It's it's mainly just a psychological. The, the achievement for us felt like mainly a psychological rather than a physical endurance event achievement. Like we got to the end, we'd seen the the city from this beautiful scape we'd experienced it with others so unique felt part of something part of something a lot of people have not done and and overcoming fears and things like that right that was for us the major achievement and i think quite a bonding experience mm. which was which was really cool when we started this journey and we said okay right let's do the we we, we did a, t a test trial um late 26 2016 Seven of us did the route and we finished and we were, all of us were just, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Set the date for the first event and then we scratched our heads. There are no swim runners in South Africa. So who, who are the people that are going to come and do this race? You know, if you're organizing a triathlon, you would chat with all the triathlon clubs. If you're organizing a running race, you chat with the runners. There are no swim runners. So which we, which we actually discussed and turned into a positive in that our market is across all those sports. And we actually came up with a, with a battle of the sports in those early years where we wanted to see who was the best at this new exciting sport. So it was paddlers versus runners versus mountain bikers versus swimmers. And the answer to our question was that it's people from from all those disciplines that can come and do, do torpedo. The common theme is that you need – you need a sense of adventure. And it's always hard to explain to people and it's always hard to quantify how hard is this race? Mm. Because for for people that aren't comfortable with the ocean, it sounds outrageous. You're swimming, you know, if you're standing on the Dunno beach and you're watching the race, you see these people coming from out to sea swimming into the beach. Mm. You think that's, that's crazy. I, I, you know, I could never do that. That's definitely not for me. But then if you speak to people who are comfortable in the ocean and they're surfers or they're swimmers, the, the distances themselves aren't that aren't that bad. You know, it's 16Ks, and mm. in that 16Ks, it's 3Ks of swimming in total over six swims and 13Ks of running over six runs. So if you if you break it up, it's it's very manageable. But that that is the common theme. Is it's that and 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 we love the people that come and do our race. And I, I always have felt that that's one of our greatest assets, and that the people that come and do it are fantastic people. They just generally. They're full of life. They're full of adventure, and and we we really enjoy the the sort of the community that that we've built because there's this common theme um, yes. amongst all of them. I'm interested to know, like I, I don't know if you've measured this or not, but it does feel like, I mean, 
I'm in circles where people do do the race um, and also do the Cape Epic and stuff like that. So it feels to me like once you've established a partnership and done it once and you like it, you come back with the same partner year after year if you can. So it's, it is kind of like a bonding experience and you go through all this effort to acquire a customer or mm. a pair of swim runners. Do you find that? Like is that in the data? People We do. We get a lot of repeat a lot of repeat partnerships. Yeah. Um you know they they finish they high five on Clifton Beach. There's the general comment, never again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which lasts maybe for one day, for two days, for a week. But then it's you know, then you reflect on the race and it's wow, that was that was good fun. You know, remember this and remember that and the fear of this and overcoming that. And, and and that's what brings them back. Yeah. So how did it come about, Swim Run itself? I mean, it's quite a risk to take, right? It's not it's not an obvious one. The Cape Epic is a paired cycle race, but it's a mountain biking race, quite obvious what that is. Uh, swim Run, you've got to educate your whole market, at least in South Africa. What is this thing? So where did it start? How did you get the idea to to give it a go. Starting a new business and a new sport wasn't the brightest idea. <laughs> <laughs> it seems um, to be working. Yeah. Out. I did a lot of paddling growing up and one of my paddling partners, uh, Nicholas Hovman, went over to, to Sweden where the sport started and he participated in the, the Tillo, which is the original race that, that started the this, this sport off. And he came back and he said that was the most it, it, so, it sounds absolutely wacky. We were swimming in shoes and we were running in wetsuits, but it, it was just the most amazing experience. You're just you, you're completely immersed in nature, and it's and it's this it's this really cool feeling. You feel a bit like a, like we felt this morning playing in the tidal pool. You feel a bit like a kid mm. in and out of the water, and you're in your wet shoes and you're running, and then you're back in the water and back running. It it is a very it's a very fun combination to do, and it. There's something quite cool about running in a wetsuit as well. You feel um, you feel a bit like a superhero in your in your kit yes, and you're, and you're yes. running along. You feel like a Navy SEAL. You sort feel of, like a Navy yeah, SEAL. Yeah. There's something there's something really exciting about it. So anyway, he came back from this race and said, um, "Just a fantastic experience." He knew I I think I just left the Cape Epic at that point, and he said, um, "You should you should really do this in South Africa. There must be an abundance of just amazing locations to swim and run." And I was living in Cape Town at the time and I thought what would be the most iconic place to do it and that's over, over Cape Town's you know, six most, most famous beaches. Yes. Although the funny story is that originally the race route was from Lighthouse to Lighthouse. It was from the Lighthouse all the way by Crayfish Factory, which is in the deep south all the way to the lighthouse at Mooley Point. Oh, wow. Okay, that's and, um, a long race. Huh? It, was a, it was a long race. I, I was trying to, you know, the, the Tiller in Sweden is, is over 60Ks, and we, we, I was trying to, I was trying to match get, it, get, match yeah. it get, get a long distance. And I, I did the first couple of test runs, and I was doing it by myself, and I thought, oh, we, I'm, I'm, ne I'm, I'm never going to get anyone to enter this. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is just too extreme. So then we we settled on our on our current route across the six most famous beaches, which at that point in the first iteration was finishing at the top of Lion's Head. You came off the beach at Clifton and you ran up Lion's Head, and the finish line was was at the beacon at the top of Lion's Head. And in that first tour, the, the first group of people, and we did it as a test in 2016, we we reached the beach at Clifton, mm -hmm. and we said that was amazing. 
and this should be the finish line. Yes. <laughs> We're not going any further. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So how did you how did you start it? How did you get going? How did you how did you get the first few people to to join up? So it's a leap of faith. It's you I would come from the eventing industry, so I knew I knew really good contractors. You know, in, in, in organizing a race like this, there's the, the the main thing is is the safety. Yeah. And and that still is to this day we've you know, we pay the most attention to that. And it's something that we that we'll never negotiate about. So we um we've chatted with all the with all the local life saving clubs along the route. So we got the the life saving teams from La Dudno, which is towards the start of the route. We've got Clifton, which is at which is at our finish line. And then Derek Fraser from Big Bay Life Saving, he runs all the, the Robin Island swims. He knows this ocean extremely well. So we got them all involved. So we were we were confident we had the best safety team on the on the water, the NSRI often join us as well as as well as the the the, the police divers. So we got a we we got a, an extremely good safety team in in every swim. When you're in the water in every swim, there's always lifeguards, both on IRBs on motorized boats, and on boards and and on the shore around you. So that that was the first non-negotiable: is, is can can we safely do this? And once I had that safety team, the water side. I, I knew other contractors who could help with, you know, with the other elements of the, the, the timing and the, the medical and the land and mm. and the entry platform and so on. But it's it's definitely a leap of faith of, you know, of saying it can be done. It's an amazing experience. Mm. Let's set a date, draw a line in the sand. Let's do this. Okay. And do you need sponsorship? And how do these? How does the business model work? Do you have to get sponsors to to headline the event? You definitely do to make the event successful, and we have been been lucky over the years in that we've had a couple of of really good key partners and sponsors that have joined us mm. almost from year one. You know, just to, the, the the one big thing that they bring is is a great experience for the participants as well. So if you're running along our route, you know the the water points are at bootlegger. So it's not a normal water point. You're going to the bootlegger and you yes. get a coffee and you get oh, cool. banana bread. And yeah. there's some there's some really cool elements like that with with quite a few of the different partners where they just add this 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 really good element to the race. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, I, I th- that safety thing, I can really speak to that. It's the thing that made me feel comfortable enough to do the event. Right as as I got in the water, I could see the guys there. And at every point where there was, where you would feel a bit uncomfortable potentially if you weren't very acclimatized to the coast, especially getting in and getting out, you know, your entries and exit points, et cetera. It was, it was amazing, very well run. What is the safety record like? I mean, I, not to put you on the spot, but um, you had any any tough incidents? No, in we've, we, we, we've had um, some suspected cases of, of hypothermia, mm. um, but we've we've touch wood you know as i said it's, it's our main focus we put so much effort into it so we, we've actually never had any um any serious incidents and the one thing that we that we also made a decision early on was that the the call whether the race goes ahead or not on that day is is not our call it's in the hands of the swim director and the life-saving club so there's a there's a safety committee made up of 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 local esp- experts from the route, from the various life saving clubs, they know their beaches like the back of their hands. They 
you know, they, they, they've become very skilled at, at reading the weather forecast and knowing exactly what conditions are going to be like. And we rely heavily on them. And, we, and, and they make great calls. Every year they've made, they've made great calls. We, we have had one event in, a year ago in, in April 2021 where we did. We, make, we made the call five days before. There was a huge cold front that was coming up from the south and we made the call to to postpone the race a couple of months later to to the november of that year and on race day we we looked out at the ocean and it was definitely the right call it would have just you know it, it would be easy for us to say for our bottom line it's better to go ahead but it was the right call it it, it wouldn't have been safe and um and that's something we'll we'll continue to do yeah so back to these adventure sports that are sort of this so it seems to be quite a growing industry in South Africa. I know that there's, uh, you know, for the last few years, there's been the Ultra Trail Cape Town with its various events that have been going. And I, I know that started off and now it's attracting some of the best runners in the world that uh, Ultra Trail Mont Blanc runners are coming to do that. So they're very attracted to coming to do the South African versions of these sports. Um I don't know. I mean, you have all that experience at the Cape Epic. Does the Cape Epic draw in like world champions? And are there world champions in torpedo swim run or in the swim run event? And are they attracted to coming to do our events here in SA? I'm so I'm so proud to say that we we and and we draw so much inspiration from from these these amazing events that we got on our doorstep. You mentioned Ultra Trail. They, you know, it's an amazing race. We get a lot of inspiration from them. The Cape Epic, they attract. The, the best mountain bikers in the world, no doubt. And the same can be said with a lot of our races in South Africa. We 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 really put on great events and great shows and it's it's something to be very proud of as South Africans. And and maybe a lot of people in the general business world won't be that aware that 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 we are a top destination to travel and, and partake in all these amazing sports events that we got. You know, South Africans are sport crazy. But there is a lot of internationals that that love to travel to these to these races. In terms of torpedo, we we have got a a bit of a northern hemisphere versus versus southern hemisphere theme going on this year. So we we're extremely excited that we've got the the world champion swim run team, the guy and the girl that's coming over from the northern hemisphere, and they we we're going to announce and do a, do a show with them next week. Awesome, and it's it's extremely exciting for us in that we've now got, you know, we it's been hard to know. I've I've always been confident that the the, the athletes that win our races, our South African athletes that that win our races, I've always been confident that on a world stage they would perform very well, and they're right up there with the with the best people in the world. You know, they are the the names that have won torpedo over the years is the who's who of our top trail runners, triathletes. Swimmers. It's a star-studded list of people that have that have won torpedo. So it's going to be this this fascinating battle of northern hemisphere versus southern hemisphere. And I think there's going to be a couple of surprises when when these racing teams come coming out to race. That's exciting. I I think that you, you the cool thing about these alternate sports. Well, so as a general. Uh, sports participant you know i'm used to knowing the famous names in golf or tennis or or your traditional road running marathons that sort of stuff and then you see guys come here and they you know, at utct 
for example, and, and, and this guy's a world champ, the guy that does it. I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't know who the hell he was. He's not like famous in sort of general terms, but those that are connected know exactly who this person is. But it gives our local guys an opportunity to compete against the best in the world. So creating opportunities in this alternative space to compete against the best. So I really like that you see the world mixed swim run champions mm. are coming here to do the event in, in, in November. In November. That's really cool. Where are they from? What's their nationality? Um, Swedish. Okay, cool. Are they going to lose? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be close. Yeah. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit on the fence. Yeah, nice one. That's really cool. I'm glad that we're giving our, giving our guys here a shot. And, and, you know, and just to, to touch back on that, I'm so proud to have them coming here and experiencing you know, so the, the the sport originated up in up in the northern hemisphere and up in Sweden, and they, you know, they feel like they've got the best conditions. But I I can't I can't wait for them to come and experience what we've got to offer mm. in Cape Town. It's mm. you know we we are also proud and optimistic. I think about what's happening in in the city here, mm. but the sporting experience as well, and our coastline. And the ocean and the mountain and the trails, it's, um, yeah, they're going to have their eyes open. It's going to be going to be fantastic. Yeah, they're great adverts for South Africa. And just to pivot a little bit, um, as we've been talking, I've been thinking, it's, it's, it come from the traditional business world. You don't really, it's an unusual form of entrepreneurship to start a sporting event. Um, and someone who is a sportsman who starts a sporting event. But it gives me a unique opportunity to ask you, uh, I don't know, sort of maybe a bit abstract question, but the the psychology that it takes to get through a tough endurance event and the psychology that it takes to start a sort of fringe sports event um, and 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 pursue until it's a until it's a going concern like you like you've done with torpedo. Are they the same? Like, do you do you draw on the same sort of psychological resources of resilience and creativity, etc., to to do it? It's it's hard to start a business. It's hard to have a successful business, mm. and there are so many qualities that are definitely alike. You know, and it's 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 having that staying power to have your goal in mind and know where you want to go. Mm. And and then have the resilience to get there because very much like business and like competing in a sports event, it's, it's not going to be smooth sailing, and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs along the way. Mm. Yeah, so the two are very like. There's that same mentality that you need to to endure the downs and and not get too far ahead of yourself on the ups. Um, yeah, and have the resilience to to get through. There's there's another side of it that's that's also you know worth talking about, and that's the actual experience of participating in these in these sports events, and and also these 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 alternative as you call them, you know, these experienced sports events. Is that it is such a good mental break from real life, mm. and when you're in that moment of competing. You're not worried about 
you know, you can list all the various life worries that people are worried about, but, you know, month end payments and kids and whatever else people are going through. Um, you are completely in that moment. And for me, that's, that's a huge, a huge reason of, of why people do this as well is that it just, you know, on the most basic level, it just feels good. It feels good for your body and it feels good for your mind. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and the, the good for your body bit, we haven't really, really touched on. Of course, it's good to exercise. It's, I suppose it's reasonably good to train for and do endurance events. But this cold water immersion, which I guess we have to attach a little bit to swim run. Uh, you and I were in, in the cold water and prep for this, <laughs> doing the latitude loop and prep for this chat this morning. But it's pretty damn cold when you're in this water and you're doing doing the swim run. I know you've looked a little at the science there. What's the what's the health benefit of that cold water immersion? Are you into it? Do you believe in it? You know, we when we started this, I always knew there's going to be yeah, there's going to be ups and downs along the way. And and the one big down that we had was we 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 had rapid growth into COVID, and and so that was a really tough time for us. The one huge positive that when we started this wasn't a thing, and and that was only you know, a handful of years ago. It's, it's amazing. It's in the last couple of years that this has just swept around the world and become so so positive and so many people are doing it and, and enjoying it is, is cold water immersion. It's, mm. um, you know, it's been made, you know, people have got various views on him. It's been made popular by, by Wim Hof. And I feel that wherever you go around almost the whole world, there'll be different versions of it. You know, we're lucky here in Cape Town and that we don't need to, find a bath and fill it with ice and that we've got the Atlantic Ocean which is sitting at you know hovering around 10 degrees every day I've been I've been getting into it lately I'm, I grew up in Durban Durban our, our water's warm it's, you know above 20 degrees so it's been a challenge for me it's been it's been a mental challenge it's been a physical challenge getting into the water and and staying in the water you know in, in the tidal pools we've got along the Cape Town coast it is a big mental challenge and what I've found every single time is that I feel I feel so good both mentally and physically afterwards. So just talking from my own experience, I've I've felt that it's been something that I've benefited from tremendously. Yeah, it does feel amazing when you get out of the water, um, but I'm never sure whether that's just relief or. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good to feel good, right? Yeah. Uh, but I know that yeah, there seems to be some science, legitimate science coming behind it now. You know, Andrew Huberman um, with his sort of podcast, which seems to be quite legitimate. Yeah, uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's so much great reading that you can do yeah. um, on the various benefits of it. Yeah. Do you reckon it's a marketing tailwind for Torpedo? Like, do you think people like who it, were off the cold water before now, like they can be convinced to do it because... You know, it's suddenly good for you. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, we 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 thrilled that it's, it's, it's a it's a very unexpected tailwind, and it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, nice it's one. Definitely helping us. What would you like? I haven't actually asked this kind of question to 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 interviewees before, um, but I know that other podcast hosts do, so I'm going to give it a bash. <laughs> If you were to go and give the 20-year-old version of yourself some life advice, what would it be? That everything will work out in the end. <laughs> and every, every, everything is a balance. Life is all about 
life is all about balance, but don't be scared to take the path less traveled and have the courage or the bravery to do it because everything, you know, everything works out in the end and there's, and there's great experiences often in areas that the majority of people don't, you know, don't choose to go. What a nice, what a nice description of the resilience needed to both do these events and to start something like this and get it off the ground. Well done on, on what you've sort of made basically out of thin air. Nice one. It's been a, it's been an amazing journey. We, uh, and we're so early in our journey. We've got, um, yeah, what's next? Next is, is to build an entire sport. You know, there are endless opportunities in South Africa to host swim run races. We've got the most amazing nature. If you think of building a sport, you need something, if you're using a running analogy, you need something all the way from park run, walking, walking, jogging, running 5Ks, all the way up to comrades and, and you know, ultra trails. So there's a, there's a long... There's a long journey ahead that it's it's all sitting in our court, and it's up to us to to keep going and and um, and and put in the effort, put in the time. And there's there's a lot of reward both for us as a business and for participants if we if we can keep growing and and building this this new sport. Yeah, nice one. So if this new sport is growing, how do you? How do people get into it? What age do you need to be? What level of fitness? What's the sort of, what are the accessibility criteria? So we've got different races and the different races have, have got different gradings. Um, our Cape Town race, we, we, we call it a black grade race. So you have to be 16 years and above and there's criteria that you that you have to, on the entry process, you have to uh, agree that you are, are capable of, of doing these various things you know, running and, and, and mostly swimming criteria. And there's also a safety test, an online safety test that you that we've introduced that you have to to pass to, to participate in the Cape Town race. But then we've also got easier races. There's, you know, the next one coming up after Cape Town will be at, at Vol de V. And um, so you're not swimming in the ocean, you're swimming in, in just in freshwater dams. Mm. The the age limit for that is is fourteen and and up and we had a kids race there so that, and that was from from four years old and, and up you had to be able to to, to swim and, and you've had that place. race before it's been we've had that race before and it was it was fantastic so you know our aim and and what's coming up in the future is this is this full and wide array of races that that that, that people can take part in. Yeah, nice one. I like the ambition. So if people are listening to this podcast and they want to do the race in November and or they just want to find out more about Torpedo Swim Run, where can they go? Where do they look? So head over to our website, torpedoswimrun.com. And from there, yeah, the, all, the, all the information is on our website, but then you can you know, find our various social media channels. There's there's lots of content. We, we're very active on, on Instagram and, and Facebook. So, so follow us there. And then if, if you are in the Cape Town area, we've got various community events that you can be part of. We've got, you know, every Thursday, we've got this, this run and swim happening from the Latitude and, and Seapoint. But there's also a whole section on our website that covers our most frequent question, and that is, sounds amazing, where do I start? And if you click on, there's a link on our website, how do I start? There's training camps, there's open water swims that you can join. Um, we've detailed all the what to know of to 
to get involved. Okay, awesome. So I encourage everyone to go and do it. I've done the event. It's amazing. Go check it out. Richard McMartin, thank you very much for being on the show. What a, what a fun chat. I really enjoyed it. Thank awesome. you.